to Body and Soul, the Torah Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm Rabbi Alexander Seinfeld. At our Shabbat table yesterday, the question came up, how much control does a person really have over their health, over their longevity? Religious people tend to think that everything's in God's control. My health, my lifetime, doesn't really matter much what I do. I can't really control the outcome of things. And secular people seem to feel the same way, that there's genetics, luck. There's very little we can do to change the trajectory and longevity of our lives. I happen to believe, from my study, that the truth is somewhere in the middle there. When we're born, we're given a certain lifespan. We're given a certain genetic makeup as well. Yet we have the power to affect the quality of that life and even to shorten it. A person has the power to affect not only how they feel every day, but they have the power to shorten their life by making choices. If a person decides to do something extreme like smoke or to be reckless in any other way, they may be shortening their life. This is not a modern idea. It's not a scientific idea merely. It's a Jewish idea. It's taught in the the rabbinic text called Midrash Rabbah, a nearly 2,000-year-old text of oral tradition. But even if a person is struggling with the idea that I can affect my longevity, I think most people accept that my choices will indeed affect my present-day health and well-being. I mean, a person who doesn't exercise, their muscles will atrophy starting around age 50. They'll get weaker and weaker. This is physiology. Denying it doesn't change the fact. So why don't we change? If we know that even today, what I eat is going to affect how I feel. Why do I eat things that make me feel bad? And worse, things that are going to affect my long-term health. Sometimes it's simply a lack of information. I mean, if people knew what is now known about drinking orange juice, for example. I'm guessing most people would drink a lot less. But sometimes it's just old-fashioned motivation. I know I really should take the stairs, but I just don't feel like it right now. So this podcast is going to focus on both information like current research on orange juice, as well as motivation. Each episode I'll try to focus on one or the other. If you feel that the emphasis is too much one way or the other, please let me know. Last week's motivational episode got great feedback, so I'd like to follow up with another motivational episode today. Close your eyes for a moment and picture your dream car. The automobile that, boy, if you could ever drive one, that would just be the ultimate. I don't care what it is. It could be a Porsche, Rolls Royce. Pick your car. If you're not so into cars, that's okay. Pick a fancy car of your choice. It doesn't really matter if you have a dream car or not for this exercise. But pick a car, a wonderful car that you think would just be great to be able to drive. Now imagine you come home one day and there's your dream car right in front of your house. A big ribbon on it. And you look and there's a card with your name on it. You can't believe your eyes. You open up the card and it says, this is a gift for you because you've been such a wonderful neighbor. I just felt like I wanted to show you my appreciation for you and signed your neighbor. Oh, P.S. 
since I know that this car is very expensive to keep up, and I don't want you to feel a burden of it, I just want you to know I'm covering the insurance, and enclosed you should find a credit card to use anytime there's any expense with the car, whether it's gas or oil or rotating the tires, even fixing minor dents. It's all on me. Can you picture this? You have the car of your dreams, and it's all paid for, 100%, even the insurance. In this scenario, would you ever put anything but the highest quality fuel in that car? Would you ever skimp on the standard required oil changes and so on? Knowing that your next door neighbor is enjoying watching you enjoy your car? Maybe once in a while, if you had to, you'd put in lower quality fuel, but not regularly? Of course not. But think about it. Your body is far more precious than the most precious car ever made or that ever will be made. How could you possibly put anything but the best quality fuel into it? How could you put junk into it? If you really appreciate what your body is, what a gift it is, how miraculous it is. There's no way you could put junk into your body, junk food, unhealthy food, certainly not regularly. Maybe once in a while you're in a hurry, but on a regular basis. Two practical tools for the week. One, start appreciating your body. Every day, pause. Maybe first thing in the morning, maybe before you go to bed, maybe after you go to the bathroom, just appreciate it. How amazing it is that your body works. It's so complex. Your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, your blood vessels, all the cells, exchange of gases and vitamins and minerals, your liver, your nervous system. And even if all your systems are not working perfectly, just appreciate those that are, without you having to do much at all. They're working in an incredible way. You put food in your body, and it somehow knows which nutrients to take out of the food, and what amounts, where to put them, and which ones to get rid of. It's truly amazing. And tool number two, try to use this image of a car and fuel. First of all, every time you put healthy food into your body, Savor the fact that you're taking care of your car. You're taking care of your dream car. And anytime you're tempted to put in something that you know is unhealthy, pause and think about that. Think about the quality and the quantity. Try this meditation every morning when you wake up. So think about your dream car. And every time you eat this week. Your body is a vehicle. It isn't you. You existed before you had a body, and you'll continue to exist after your body has gone away. It's a precious gift. Appreciate it and take care of it. And until next week, be gesund. Mm-hmm.